Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to find a longer form version. And with that, here it is. All right. So just to recap, how to effectively manage ego on your team. Allow the person to have their day in the sun. Giving them an outlet will save you and the team a lot of headache. Write a tight objective brief. Built-in objectivity will hold everyone's feet to the fire. Get this person to be an ally versus a foe. Investing in a relationship builds rapport and eases communication. And finally, do not go toe-to-toe with the ego. Others have likely tried and to no effect. All right, our next segment, In the Trenches, is where we give real-world examples specific to industries and situations, but with broad applications so that anyone can digest them and put them into action. Number one. I hear what you're saying, but this person is seriously insufferable. I'm not sure I can take the long term with that man. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there um, and we hear you. Um, it is. And at some point, it's you're going to feel like this, right? Now, with that being said, there does come a point in time where sometimes you need to kind of think a little bit outside the box in order to be able to alleviate what's going on. So first, we would say that maybe you need to go find somebody that that person trusts, whether it's a friend, a colleague, somebody they respect, not their boss, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, because that only makes the situation worse, but somebody that they may trust outside of you and your group that can maybe put like a little bit of a bug in their ear just to kind of say, hmm, you know, I'm hearing things may not be going so well and I can you say more or something to that effect and, and just have that conversation um, or allow that person who is a trusted resource to have that conversation with them in a way that doesn't feel as confrontational um, in, in that way. Now, if that's not working either and the person is becoming very disruptive to the team, is creating a lot of hostility and a bad culture within the team, you probably are going to have to elevate it more to a boss or an HR person in order to be able to help facilitate the conversation. But be very, very mindful of what the outcomes can be, all right? Especially if you're going, again, head-to-head with somebody who is very well-respected, been there for a long time, has a lot of tenure, um, is high up in the company. Um, April and I can speak from a lot of experience, and when you go after, quote-unquote, these people, it tends to have more disastrous impact on yourself than it does on them. So you need to really be very mindful of the fact that you can go fight the good fight, but you may end up losing a lot in the process, right? So just be very, very clear that (laughs) you can do it, um, but it, it can be very, very tenuous at best. This is a hard one to swallow as well. Again, speaking from personal Yeah, because it doesn't experience. seem like a really good answer, right? Yeah. There's and not a really good answer to this one. Well, and it it goes to the point of everything we're saying, right? This person's probably gotten away with this for a long period of time, or they do have a lot of tenure in the organization. People turn the other way because it's easier than trying to face it. There's a whole bunch of reasons why you could do this, but there's a whole lot more that point to... Just be careful and think about self-preservation because you are opening a can of worms and it's not always viewed as your place depending on their role versus your role in the organization. And it stinks that that's the way it is, but it's just that way. 
Yeah, and I've had those things come back on me because then it starts reflecting on my ability to be able to manage my yep. team, be able yep. to lead my team, be able to drive collaboration within my team. It feels like a very no-win situation. Um, I hear you. And that's why we spent so much time on the upfront really trying to give you some tools for yeah. how to manage somebody who have egos. Now, we say all this, but sometimes it, at the end of the day, you may choose to go to a different team. Yep. You may choose to go to a different company. You may have to you know, remove yourself from the situation if it becomes something that is just so insufferable. But definitely try these things first. Yes. It, it should help at least and maybe get you to a manageable point that you can tolerate it. And it'll build your skills. It definitely builds your skills. Absolutely. All right. Number two in the trenches. Can I use others to help in the effort? And if so, how? So to be clear, we're not saying that you should not enlist others. You absolutely should. But similar to how we're talking about the intentionality with which you're going to manage this person, be clear on what you want from those others or what role you want them to provide. Because strength in numbers is definitely not going to solve this issue at its core, as we've already stated, and it really likely will make it worse. So... If you're going to enlist others in your plan, make sure that you are answering for yourself why you're bringing them in and then for them what role they're going to play. So examples. Do you need a sounding board so you can get your emotions under control without unleashing on this person? That may be Mm -hmm. a very real situation. Do you need advice from the person you see navigating this successfully? And said before, do they have a friend, an ally, someone that they look to? Or is there someone that you've seen do it well with this person before? Definitely go to them and get their advice. Do you need guidance from HR? So you make sure you say the right thing within company guidelines. These situations are contentious. It's not that you have to run to them and tattle or put yourself in the situation from the previous question where you might in turn be on the receiving end of some bad things. But it might be more like, hey, not trying to bring this to your attention for this reason, but I could just really use some advice on where the company stands on these types of things. Do you need someone else on the team to be your wingman as you tackle this problem, whether for you to make sure you're keeping it under control or for them to be a second voice in some of the instances that come up? The more pragmatic and objective you can stay overall and the more pragmatic and objective you can use others or enlist them to be, the better chance of success and growth for all of you involved and potentially this person. Just make sure you don't start using it as just a total bitch session. Having more conversations just to complain, while that might be a starting point, you want to make sure that it's really action-oriented because there's already enough bad energy around the person in the situation. And the more you allow yourself to go to that level, the worse it's going to be to get back out, get everybody back on track, and save the situation in any way. Yeah, I think the only thing I would add to that is just be careful who you tell. Oh, yeah. Fair. Because things get around, and if people can use it as currency to get the favor of you know people in general, despite the fact that they might be friends, it's very tempting for them to use it as such. So, just be very careful with who you talk to about this. Um, like I said, like HR is like my last resort because once you say something to HR, then they feel compelled to have to do something. So, um, definitely do it if it's. As a last resort, if it cannot absolutely be managed or if there's something that's really going on that is um, against company policy that needs to be reported. But just be careful about how you're talking about the situation, who you're talking about it with. Yeah. Very good. Watch out. Yeah. Make sure just the same as you are 
putting your faith in these people that they're going to trust and keep what you're saying. Right. All right. Number three in the trenches. You mentioned this behavior affecting the broader team. How so? Anne? Yeah, we talked a lot about this, but I just want to put a fine point about where you kind of draw the line. And I think where you draw the line is where the culture starts suffering as a result. Now, there's a lot that you can do, like we said, in order to help prep the team members for what's going on here. One very, very important thing is not to let the behavior slide unnoticed, right? So even if it's just going and telling the team, listen, I know that so-and-so can be really hard to work with. This is how I'm managing it. I want you guys to know I'm managing it. I want you to know that I noticed that I am like tracking it and I am managing it on my side. Just so you know that that bad behavior is you know, not being tolerated, but I am doing it because whatever context around it you want to put around it, but it has to have some sort of rational understanding to your team and a little bit of justification to your team of why you're doing that. Okay. Yep. So that is extremely important. It's not talking about the person behind their back. It's managing the interactions appropriately so you can facilitate your team in a way that's productive. Otherwise, people are going to be, as an outsider looking in, going to be like, I can't believe that they're letting letting that go. Are we all allowed to act like that then? Right. And when it gets to the point where people are like, hey, yeah, I get it, but this is going to be too much. You do need to step in and you do need to take more firm action with regards to how to manage the situation appropriately. And this is like when people start feeling small, when people start feeling shut down, if people feel personally targeted and attacked. Right. This is part of being a leader. It's a really, really hard part of being a leader. But you know, the, the goal is to have lots of different diversity and thought, lots of different diversity of personality. So you can bring all of that to these decisions. Don't just shut it down because it's easier to manage if you just shut it down. Right. So make sure you, you're trying to proactively work it in a way that still gets that knowledge out because it's very likely that that ego-driven person actually probably has something very good to say. It's just the manner of which they're doing it and the way that they feel about themselves in doing it is just contrary to being able to facilitate highly functioning team. Yeah. And I think, too, you can serve as a really positive example for people in this way because to Anne's point, while they may, may be disrespected on one side, if they feel the opposite from you, it builds loyalty, it builds your credibility, but it also is a form of relief because if you're the leader and those people have less power in the situation and they're feeling bad about themselves because of this other person, you can help rebuild and kind of bring back their spirit in a really tough time as a leader. Yeah, and that's all about being consistent and setting up the expectations and then following through accordingly, mm-hmm. right? As intended, as expected. So that way you build that consistency, that trust, so people get it. Still need help in growing your marketing smarts? Contact us through our website, forthright-people.com. We can help you become a savvier marketer through coaching or training you and your team or doing the work on your behalf. Please also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing on your player of choice and sharing with at least one person. Now, go show off your marketing smarts.